leadership in cybersecurity isn't just about understanding threats. It's about leading a team to navigate them with confidence. At CPF Coaching LLC, we specialize in taking your leadership skills to the next level. With over 15 years in the cybersecurity field, we empower professionals and startups to reach unprecedented heights. Imagine having a personalized coaching experience tailored to your unique career ambitions. From strategic planning to masterful pitch and interview preparations, we're here to guide you through every challenge. Join us for our unique value proposition workshops or dive into our vibrant learning community for continuous skill advancement. Don't just be a part of the industry. Redefine it. Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching LLC today and schedule your strategic session. Hey, security peeps. It is Renee Small with another edition of Breaking into Cybersecurity. And we are here with uh, two awesome people. First, my co-host, Chris Folon. Say hi to everyone, Chris. Hey, everyone. And you all know me, Renee Small. And then we're here with a, a great guest, Alan Kim. Say hi to everyone, Alan. Hello, everyone. So Alan is here. So this is a this is a throwback to the original Breaking Into Cybersecurity. We haven't done one of these in a while. Um, and I wanted to connect with Alan. I saw some comments that Alan had made a little bit earlier in the week or last week around um, cyber and breaking into cybersecurity. And we currently have him on to talk about how he recently broke in. So uh, Alan, you've been in security for how long now? Um, I've been in security for, I've, I've, I've had my current job as an information security analyst for one year now. Okay, so you broke into the industry one year ago. Um, talk to us about how you got there. Like how, what was it like? You know, you're, you're brand new to the field, which is fantastic. We love talking to people who just recently broke in. Tell us how you got to where you are today. Um, it was quite the journey that I, that I went on. Um, so about, I'd say like two and a half years ago, I was, uh, I basically started, I was driving Uber, driving around and uh, basically like this guy walked into my Uber and he was uh, working in cybersecurity. I just struck up a conversation with him and he told me that he was working in cybersecurity and he, he gave me his contact and stuff like that. That's how it kind of sparked my interest because I was already thinking about the security plus at that time. And, uh, but that that's a little bit further back. So um, I decided to, uh, I, I just made a decision. I was like, you know, cybersecurity is a hot field and this is somewhere that I want to be in. This is somewhere, something that I want to do. And, I, and I'm pretty sure I have the aptitude for it. So I just made up my mind that I was like, I'm going into cybersecurity and uh, one way or another. So uh, I made up my mind. Um, I just kind of uh, for, took, try to break it down into steps. So like my first step, what am I going to do? What am I going to do next? And what am I going to do next to get into, into the field? Um, so I was, I was driving Uber and, uh, basically I was just applying to jobs while I was driving Uber. I applied to, uh, like this, uh, I, I connected with the recruiter and, uh, they, they hooked me up with a job, uh, doing support for, uh, applications. It's a company called LogMeIn in, uh, in Boston. And, um, so they were hiring a whole bunch of people just to like do the mundane basic stuff to talk to like customers and like, um, and to just like, you know, they give you a week training and they trained you on this stuff and like, and they, they threw you out there and like, all right, now give, give support on this. So it was like a really, like really low level, low paying job. And I was like, well, you know, it's like, it's, a, it's, it's kind of relative to desktop support, but not exactly. And so like, I was like, oh, I'll take it. And then maybe I can get a desktop support after that. So I took it and I worked there for six months. Um, the 
And um, I just threw out a whole bunch of resumes again. And uh, luckily I was able to get a desk side support job, which was like a level two desk side support. And so um, luckily I was, I was able to bypass the regular help desk and get into desk side support because the, the guy apparently uh, had a good interview with him. Um, so I worked in desk side support for about a year. Oh, before that, I got my security plus, right? When I was working at LogMeIn, I was like, I just started studying. I was like, look, I just got to learn as much as I can, whatever I can. So I just started studying for my security plus just randomly to, to take the exam. So I passed the security plus while I was at LogMeIn. Um, and then I started to study for my A plus while I was there as well. And then um, before I got my A plus, I got hired onto the desk side support position because they were like, well, this guy, you know, he's really trying to break in and he's really trying to, uh, you know, he knows he knows a little bit of log me in um, applications and stuff like that, like go to assist and stuff like that. So they were like, all right, we'll take you on board. We'll take a chance. And uh, as I finally got my chance after like a few months. And um, yeah, so uh, and then I got my A plus while I was there. Um, that was a and then I could go on through the whole story if you want. <laughs> Well, what was that transition between um, you getting into your desk side support role and transitioning over to uh, the cyber analyst role? Right. So that was the I, I actually got a big break. Um, so my big break was actually the, the guy I connected with uh, in my Uber. He referred me to a SAN cybersecurity diversity program. And he was like, look, why don't you look into this? And why don't you like, uh, you know see if you can like qualify for it. So I was like, okay, I'll look into it. I, you know, when I went on the web, web, web webinar and checked it out, I was like, oh, I'm not going to get into it, but I'll, I'll give it a shot. So like I applied for it and like took the exam and they said I did well, really well on the entry exam. And then, um, and then they, they get, uh, took me in for an interview and I did an interview with my resume. And then like, I was waiting, I was waiting. I was so impatient and just waiting for this. I was like, this could be my big break. And yeah they accepted me. How long did it take from when you put the, the application and when you said you were waiting, 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 how long did that take? Um, that took me, so I applied in the summer, like it was July and they notified me in November. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, there's a, a long waiting process. And I was like, you know, I didn't think I was gonna get in honestly because they only select like five people out of like hundreds of applications. And uh, they accepted me, so uh, I was I was really excited, and uh, that's what kind of like got. So it's a SAN cybersecurity diversity program. So they 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 select like you know Asian American Asian Americans, African American, you know Hispanics, stuff like that, like all the minority kind of things, and, and uh, they want to see your drive and and see if you can uh, if you're you know capable of it. So they give you a test and stuff like that. So I got accepted to that, and uh, and then now I'm you know. I, and then I got hired on it after working a year at desktop. Um, I applied to cybersecurity jobs and uh, they, they liked my resume and they liked my effort and like all the effort that I put into getting those exams. So that is amazing. Yeah. Talk to us about the sentence process. Um, what was that like? What, what courses did you do? And then how did that help you with your transition if it did? Yeah. So, um, they basically the SANS diversity program. They enroll you. They give you three classes and they give you three certs. So uh, basically, it's the GSEC, the GCIH, and uh, they give you they give you uh, you know you get to pick your last one. So I picked the GCIA, and um, 
I was, I was, I got, I took all three and I passed all three. Um, each course is about two months long. So the whole program is about six months long and, uh, they give you, you know, all the materials, um, you know, all the labs, everything like that. Um, I had to go to Nashville, uh, to actually attend my first GSEC training. It was a week long training. So I took a week off work, went there and, uh, trained in Nashville for my GSEC. And then, um, yeah. Nice. Alan, do you know if this is if, if this is worldwide or if it's just in the U.S. that they have this program? Are you sure? Do you know? Uh, I believe. I mean, from my understanding, it's only in the U.S. Um, okay. But I'm not sure. I think this program is only in the U.S. Yeah, because it's to to accelerate the uh, workforce, you know, in the U.S. I think. Right. Essentially, yeah. So the person who 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 you had in your Uber, I mean, you don't have to name him, but is is like, what role did he have in cybersecurity? Is he a CISO? Is he a, does he own a cybersecurity company? Like, what what's his background? He's so he was a consultant. He was a security consultant. So he, you know, I think he he basically, you know, like freelanced and like helped companies build their cybersecurity programs, stuff like that. And that's amazing. Did did you continue that relationship with him to build your network? What were some of the other things that you were doing to, while you waited to hear back from Sam's, while you were studying for your other certs? Um, what were some of the things you you did to differentiate yourself from others? Um, so I, yeah, I did keep in contact with him. I still keep. I talked to him like a few months ago, and he's just giving me more tips and trying to help me out and just. Uh, just keeping, I just kept emailing him and back and forth and just keeping in contact of like my progress and stuff like that. So in a way he was a kind of a mentor to me, you know, he really mentored me through this, through this process. And it was, it was pretty amazing of how things happened for me. Like, I think, you know, I just put in the hard work. Like I, I never stopped working. I was like determined. And I had one goal is getting cybersecurity. I was like, there's nothing going to stop me. And so I just pushed forward with everything I had. And, um, so while I was working in desk side support, I also got my CSENT, my Cisco CSENT, because I was like, you know, I'm going to keep pushing. Like after the A+, plus, I, I want to learn networking. I need to learn that part, portion of it. So I was studying networking while I was at uh, my desk side support job. And uh, right that, I, so I finished my CSENT right before I got into the program. So I CCNA, but, um, you know, then I took my GSEC, GCIH, and GCIA. Yeah. So Alan, there's a couple comments coming through because people love it. I, I knew there was a reason why we wanted to get you on here. So it's resonating with so yeah. many people right now. So you may not be aware, but Chris has also um, a background in the help desk. So he came up in that through that uh, pipeline. Um, I have JJ on here who's saying, I was on the help desk two years ago. Glad to see others break in. Charles Karanja, which we talked to him, he was our very first guest. He said he asked, he loves this. Clifford Stokes is asking a question. He wants to know, did your employer sponsor this dance training or did you have to pay? And if you had to pay how much? But I believe it's free, correct? Right. If you get, if you get accepted, it's full ride. So like they pay, I mean, it's like, it's a scholarship basically. So it's three SANS courses, which go for like 7,000 each and like a certification, which is like two grand each on its own. So they, yeah, they give you the full ride. So it's a full scholarship program um, specifically for, and we're going to get the links up, um, the Diversity Cyber Academy. They have a Women's Academy and they have mm -hmm. a Veterans Academy. Um, right. I see that Chris is is, um, is putting them up here. We're going to get the links up for everyone. 
so that if you're interested in um, being a part of this program, this is the this is the, that's the first step to the process of applying, right, Alan? Yeah, first step is to apply. Um, I'm not exactly sure where. I guess you guys have it, but like uh, you, if you just Google it, you can find it. Yeah, just apply, and and they're gonna give you a, a t an exam to take, like a aptitude exam. And uh, I guess if you do well on that, they'll contact you after that. Awesome. And Cliff says he also started on that help desk many years ago and learned a tremendous amount there. Yeah, help desk is definitely helpful. I think um, my year there, I mean, I was lucky to have like someone who really helped me along and stuff like that and like really gave me direction and helped me with the little things. Because if, if he wasn't there, if I didn't have if I didn't have someone supporting me, I would I wouldn't have made it. I don't know if I would have made it through. So um like you really have to, you know, make sure your relationships are, are, are going well when you get those jobs so you can actually get the help you need because you, you need a lot of help on the way up. Definitely. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So in terms of when, okay, so walk us through, a lot of people like to find out, they want to understand what it's like to um, going from zero, you're driving an Uber mm -hmm. to applying, you went for, you said an entry level, pretty much low level job and logging in and then kind of like going for step by step. So when this person said to you, hey, this is what, you know, the conversation in it. Talk to me about the conversation in the Uber. Like, I'm just fascinated by this whole entire thing. You're driving an Uber, you pick up this person. Like, how did you, you just say, you know, when, when you get in an Uber with somebody, like, hey, you know, where are you coming from? Or how are you doing? Or whatever. And that's how the conversation kind of got started. Yeah, well, I, I had this mindset where I was driving the Uber. I was like, I'm going to try to talk to as many people as I can to see what they do and like and see you know, you know find an interest in, spark an interest in myself like I, you know i'm picking up all these people who are you know order like ordering ubers and like i'm sure they're all successful they a lot of them are successful a lot of them you know do well so why not try to talk to them and get get you know pick their pick their brain so um i was already thinking about like getting into it before i met him so it kind of like it was a perfect collision and i, I just saw like I remember picking him up, picking him up, and he was like the way he was looked. He was like he looked like so like put together, and he was like you know he had a nice suitcase, and he was getting in. And I was like, I want to do, I want to do whatever that guy's doing. Like like he just you know it just kind of resonated with me. So I was like, I just I just started you know talking to him, struck up a conversation, and uh, you know um, you know he was really friendly about it. He was really open to talking and. That's and I just asked him from his contact before he before he left. So, yeah. There's a couple of comments coming through right now. Um, I'm just trying to make sure that my I'm not echoing. But there's so many people that said they started on the help desk. So Chris Johnson says I started there many moons ago at the help desk. Sharon Lawrence said, yes, I started on the help desk too. It's a good place to start. So definitely, so many people that have transitioned from um, the help desk into security. What types of, so outside of the training that you did, what else are you doing to, um, to build your network, to continue to grow in the space that you're in now? Um, 
Well, I guess, I mean, network-wise, uh, just trying to use a lot of LinkedIn, you know, um, stuff like that. Um, I mean, I just constantly just try to stay abreast of, like, of different things. Um, just try to, like, read a lot of cybersecurity uh, websites and stuff like that, um, you know. What, what are some of the, the websites that you read and um, some of the ways that you try to network and stay connected to share with the audience? Um, so, you know, I read, I just I go on Reddit every now and then. I'm, I'm always, you know, I'm on um, Krebs for security. Um, just security blogs, forums, stuff like that. Just uh, kind of, let's see here. Um, Secure World News, InfoSec, InfoSecurity Magazine. Um, yeah, just, just, I just try to the rest of everything that's going on. The SANS has a lot of uh, articles that they send out uh, in Gmail, so I read those as well, so. And what are some of the things that you do to keep um, active for like your continuing education for your SAMs? Cause I know that they require continuing education. So what are some of the things that you do there to keep active? Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I attend a lot of webinars, stuff like that. Um, I, 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 I always watch a lot of re webinars as much as whenever I have free time, I'll watch a security webinar and see how, see, see if I can learn anything new. Cause the security field is so broad and there's so many things to learn. Like, Especially because, like, I think a, a lot of my foundation is not that strong. I would say, like, like in terms of system administration, like, um, you know, Microsoft, Linux, stuff like that. Like, I don't really have a strong foundation in any of those. I would say before I got into security, so I'm trying to kind of working backwards and like learning security, but like trying to learn all that as well, like networking and like trying to like try to round out my game, so to say, so to speak, so I can like know, you know, fully what I'm talking about when I'm at work or like whatever it may be. So Omar Hussein says that he jumped in from the help desk management into an entry level security analyst role. And that was the best move ever. So another person <laughs> who jumped in from over there, um, Saskia wants to know, are there any requirements for a, a college degree for this? Um, I, I would only say that it helps. Um, I guess like if you like it, like you always read in the posts, like if you get up into the upper management, I guess you probably need like a degree. But um, I don't think I don't know if it's necessary to get into the security field, but I would say it would be very helpful. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, if you're so studying. In, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, finish your finish your thoughts. Sorry. Now, I think if you're studying in like undergrad right now, I mean, I would definitely probably try to like take a computer science uh, major maybe or, or something like that to like fully round out your like your your skills like um your foundational skills and then if you have good foundational skills you'll do really well in security um saskia i don't know what your background is but you can there's multiple ways to get into security so um you can go the college degree route, you know, you can get it while you're in school. You can, there's been a lot of um, people getting associate's degrees, certifications, it's a combination of different skill sets and education, depending on which role you're going into. 
Um, Will wants to know, what are you hearing and or conversations being held about the future of InfoSec for business continuity during current times and preparing for the new normal within companies? Um, Alan, do you want to answer? I mean, I can tell you what I'm hearing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can go ahead, Renee. Okay. <laughs> so um, the future of InfoSec, I mean, it's just exploding because so many companies need with the, the issues that have been had dealing with COVID-19 uh, and us, everybody who typically would not be in a remote environment is now in one, then, you know, you have the layers that come on top of that where there are security needs. So in terms of what's happening, I see, you know, tons and tons and tons of opportunities out there. Um, I talk about it all the time. I'm actively recruiting for security positions today active and working with a number of companies who are actively looking to hire people. So although there are parts of the seg parts of the, the industry parts of the you know the world right now with different industries like um, retail and you know some restaurants and things like that that are losing losing business obviously because of this there are other sectors and areas that are completely exploding because they have all of these people that typically would be working in office settings working from home so that is just it's only been with the companies i work with it's just a complete boost in um looking for talent um Okay, so that's all the questions right now happening on LinkedIn. Um, Alan, if you were to talk, if you were, you know, looking back at yourself uh, two years ago and you want to talk to people and give them and say, you know, what would you tell your, your former self before you met that, that person? You were looking, you were, you know, driving an Uber, you had taken like a, you know, a small job. Um, or just job, I'm assuming jobs to pay pay your bills and looking for work, but wanting to grow and wanting to really get into a career. Um, some of the questions, actually, before I get to that last one, some of the questions that typically tend to come in are people asking about, like, how do you know where to start? So, you know, you got this this person by happenstance gets into your Uber, you're interested, you know, want to know about all about him, and then he gives you this tip and you go run with it. So what would you tell like your former self? Um well I guess like, you know, just you know, start with like hardware and stuff like that, like with the A plus and like you know, start that's how I started basically from the ground up, I guess. Like um just learn the, the basic stuff first, like how to build a build a computer like from scratch like with all the parts and like putting it together yourself so i did that with my friend and uh, we put put together a computer i had no idea what i was doing and i've never done it before but um but it was it, i mean it, it was it was okay fun it wasn't like the greatest experience but it was but it's still like you still learn you know and uh you, you learn from it and like you learn the different parts and then you know, you want to start from the basic foundation, I guess, because you don't want to never know, not know what you're talking about. And then next, I guess, was networking. I mean, networking is pretty easy. to It's pretty easy to learn, I would say, you know, for the most part, like just cut and dry and stuff. So I, I don't I'm not a network expert, but I mean, like the basics and, um, and just go from there, you know, just kind of just just slowly build step by step. Um, yeah, I would say quickly build because it depends on what, what situation you were in. But I was quickly building 
I, I went through it quickly as possible. Like I, I tried to absorb as much as I can. Yeah. Um, Clifford says here, there's a group in the government called Cyber Florida, housed at the University of South Florida, and they are focused on workforce development to increase Florida's cybersecurity workforce. And Cliff, we also, I'm in Northern Virginia, and so is Chris. Alan, where are you located? Um, I'm located in Boston, Massachusetts. Okay, so he's in the Boston area, and we, we have similar um, programs here in the Virginia and DC area. Saskia says, thanks for your response. I'm a single mom, 46 years old, a four year route, not really an option for me, but I'll be willing to do a boot camp style thing if it's a realistic option. So Saskia, yeah. And you're an Intel analyst with TS Clarence, what? Okay, I'll be reaching out to you after. <laughs> I might have a job for you right, right, after, this, right after this live stream. Um, Saskia, yes, totally options for you, um, especially with the top secret clearance, and you're already an Intel analyst. Um, yeah. No, definitely. And any sort of clearance within this industry and any sort of cyber background is is a huge, huge advantage. Um, Alan, a question for you in regards to you said you were looking to beef up your background. Not a lot of people that come into cyber want to work their way backwards. They, they see cyber as a new shiny thing, and then they don't want to go back to help desk support. They don't want to go back to system administration. I, I commend you on doing that because really understanding the foundations will allow you to better excel in your roles because you know how everything comes together. You're just not segmented on one side of things. So I, I commend you on that. That's absolutely true. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alan, what are you doing? Like, what is your day-to-day -day job like? Because I think some people might not understand, you know, as a security analyst now in this role, tell, tell us about, you know, you don't have to obviously go in details and tools and things, but tell us about what, what you do every day. Well, it covers a big, uh, like a broad, broad uh, aspect of things. I would say as an information security analyst, like it's, there's some technical portions of it where, you know, you have to write Splunk code or something like that or and do that. And there's also, uh, you know, the, the business side of things. Like I have to, like, work work on, like, maybe creating some business continuity stuff or things like that. And, like, um, so it's like a broad range of, 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 of tasks. It's kind of like a, a generalized, like, information security role where you don't, like, really go too deep into one part of it, but you kind of, you kind of, uh, you know, ex kind of uh, work with all the different different uh, departments and portions of it of cybersecurity. And th that's great that you point out that you have to work with the business because oftentimes there's too much of a silo between security and the rest of the business. But security wouldn't exist if the rest of the business wasn't there. So talk talk to me about talk more about um, the types of things that you do with the business um, and how you integrate security into them? Um, well, yeah, there's a lot of business processes. Like we have to like do the business as in like acquiring new products or negotiating like your licenses and stuff like that. There's all this like other stuff that you have to do. Like that's, you know, not like the sexy, like, security stuff where you're just like, you know, you know, doing all that kind of things. It's like, it's very, there's a lot of like, you know, business like processes that you have to go through as well. So 
that's what I've learned. Like I'm learning to get better at like, you know, communicating with people better and like doing those kind of things. And so, you know, I think that's why like, I, it's, it's nice because you get to kind of touch upon all the different aspects and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. And it's good to hear that you're talking about the communications aspect because that is any part of any job that we all do. It's heavily, heavily focused on communications. So I've got a couple more comments coming in here. Ellen wants to know, are there any companies that will sponsor you anymore until you get any level of clearance? So Ellen, I just want to make you aware that, you know, clearances are super hard to come by. Um, a company will sponsor you if you have the skills and are aligned to a specific role. The clearance has to be aligned to whatever role it is. So they will sponsor people who are, quote, clearable. Um, but it just takes a very, very long time. There are tons of ways to break into cybersecurity without getting clearance. Um, we just said that this lady, Saskia, who has the clearance, um, you know, when you already have it, obviously, it's really, really great when you're working in the government sector and some of the work that um, Chris and I are, are focused on. Uh, but you do not need to have a clearance to break into security. Alan, you don't have a clearance, do you? No. And when Chris got in, he did not have a clearance. So you do not need a clearance to break into security at all. Randall Sands says, um, from Tucson, hey, Randall. Um, he says, exceptional points are being made. Thank you, Randall. He finally got a chance to join us. So um, we wanted to keep it short on this one. We're coming up at 30 minutes. Um, any final words for people, Alan, all these people out here who are struggling to break in? You know, you have been in for one year, which is I mean, you're just right in the sweet spot of people we like to talk to about this. Um, before you jump off, talk to us very quickly about the website. When you said you were applying, like the types of websites that you use, did you did you go to conferences? Did you, you know, or was it purely applying to positions online and LinkedIn? Yeah, so I tried everything. I tried to, I go into meetups, meetup groups, try to like involve myself there. Although like, I felt so like out, 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 like not belonging there. I just I just went there anyway. Like like if, if you kind of just make your mind up that that's what you want to do, then you know give it give it a hundred percent effort and uh, just go for it. And uh, I mean, what I, what I like to say is uh, like the amount of work you put in is is what you're going to get out of it. So if you put in if you put in the work, you're going to get something out of it. It's simple as like it's a simple equal plus equal. <laughs> equals equation or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it's, it's a very simple equation. If yes. you, that's how it works. You're reminding me so much of Charles Karanja. So Car Charles is on here listening now. Um, yeah. And he pretty much said the same thing, you know, and everyone that we've, yeah. we've interviewed and we've had on the show, it's the same story. You made up your mind. This is what I'm doing. This is how I'm proceeding. That's yeah. it. And I'm just moving forward and nothing's going to stop me. And I'm getting into the field. And if I have to get in on one side and pivot and pivot and move and, you know, get a help desk role and look for opportunities there. And you just literally are continuing to move on and on. And I, I absolutely love that. And you're getting so much kudos here from people. Um, Morgan Lee says, it's always nice to hear experiences like this. Um, Ellen is thanking Saskia. Saskia is talking about all of her different experience. Um, so it's just such a pleasure to have you on and sharing this experience. And you got to come, come back next year because 
you know, in six months from now, yeah. we moved up again. <laughs> you got to come and talk to us and tell us where you are then. All right. That sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Alan. Appreciate it. See you All guys right. tomorrow, everybody. Cyber Thanks, everyone. Cyber. Yep. Thank you. Bye. 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 In the rapidly evolving world of cybersecurity, your business needs a guide that's as dynamic as the threats you face. CPF Coaching LLC delivers unparalleled expertise to elevate your cybersecurity startup or business with a decade and a half of specialized experience. We're not just advisors, we're your strategic partners in growth and risk mitigation. Our tailored advisory services range from immediate hourly guidance to comprehensive three or six month packages, all supported with encrypted messaging for real-time assistance. For more information, cpfcoaching.com is your destination. Forge a path to success and distinction in the cybersecurity landscape. Connect with CPF Coaching LLC today and secure your business's future.